This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. On March the 24th, 1998, at around 5.30 a.m., Ron Bradley peeked out of his cabin's balcony on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship to see his daughter, Amy Lynn Bradley, relaxing calmly. He checked again after 30 minutes, but she had vanished and was nowhere to be found. Amy Lynn Bradley's disappearance can most simply be attributed to her falling overboard and getting sucked up by the seas. Bradley, however, was a skilled lifeguard and a strong swimmer, and the ship was close to land. So, compared to a situation of someone being lost at sea, her disappearance seems far more sinister, and there have been a number of unsettling reports of her sightings ever since Amy Lynn Bradley vanished. Hello, lovely listeners. It's Dom, and welcome to this week's episode of Horror House. I hope everyone has had a lovely, lovely week. Um, I know that it's Saturday when this is uh, coming out, so I hope everyone's had an amazing week, and I hope you guys are having an amazing Saturday, whether that's a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, or maybe you're in the future and you're already in Sunday. Who knows? But I hope that everyone is well and please take this as your reminder as well that you are a downright lovely person. You are so awesome. You're so very cool. You're a beautiful, beautiful human being doing amazing things. And I know that we say this every episode, but we genuinely do love all of our listeners and we love the support you give us. So you're amazing. So it's... Another solo episode from me. Unfortunately, life is very much being life. Um, So me and Amy uh, haven't been able to record together this week. Things have been quite hectic for her with work and uh, not being not being very well. So um, I said that I would uh, I would do a solo recording. So it's just me. Hopefully that means that you guys stick around and you, you know, you want to listen to The case that I've got, which is about a disappearance, which is yet to be solved. Amy Amy isn't too fond of those ones, so at least she doesn't have to sit through me telling her a case which doesn't have any answers and her having a a brain meltdown. (laughs) But uh, yes, it is the case of Amy Lynn Bradley, um, who disappeared off a Royal Caribbean cruise ship many, many years ago and obviously hasn't been found. there have been sightings. Uh, there has been interesting little tidbits that have come out ever since. It's quite a fascinating case. So hopefully I do it justice. And hopefully, you know, you enjoy being here with me while I regale you with a tale of um, mystery at sea. So without further ado, and to end my rambling, let's get stuck in to this baffling case. 
of a disappearance at sea. So Amy Lynn Bradley was born on May the 12th, 1974 in Petersburg, Virginia. Uh, She was a resident of Chesterfield County, Virginia. Um, She attended a local university, Longwood University, graduating with a degree in physical education. She had a basketball scholarship, was well known for her excellent swimming skills and had previously worked as a lifeguard. After she finished her studies, Amy intended to start a start at a New York computer consulting firm. On March the 21st, 1988, uh, the Bradley family stepped aboard the Rhapsody of the Seas in Puerto Rico. They would go from Puerto Rico through Aruba and the Netherlands um, Antilles to Caruco. Um, the ship was docked just off the coast of Caruco on March the 23rd. Uh, the night before Amy Lynn Bradley would go missing. At first, it appeared to be a typical cruise ship evening. Before the disappearance, Amy and her brother Brad made the choice to party with the ship's band, Blue Orchid, and dance late into the night at a Mardi Gras nightclub party. Alistair Douglas, sometimes known as Yellow, who was a member of the band, was out drinking with Amy that evening, and he claimed to have left the party um, at 1am. A videographer by the name of Chris Henwick was present at the time and managed to record Amy and Yellow dancing. Remember Yellow, by the way. Remember, remember that because he may, he may just come back a little bit, may just come back a little bit later on. Also, not going to lie, I've seen some horror stories about cruise ships. Um, I've outlined another case of um, a disappearance off a cruise ship, off a Disney cruise ship, but would that stop me from going on a cruise? Probably not. And look, I'm, I'm, you know, 31 years old. Am I the stereotypical age, you know, to go on a cruise? Because cruises have always been seen as sort of a old, quote, old people thing. Um, and I, I feel like I'm a very old 31, I'll say that. But would it stop me from going on a cruise knowing that, there have been quite a lot of un, no, quite a lot of documented cases that have gone unsolved of cruise ship disappearances. Probably not. I, I think I would probably still do a cruise, uh, to be perfectly honest. I have been looking at how much cruises are, not really seriously, just more out of curiosity than, than, than anything. You know, it, it, seems, it seems like it would be a, a, pretty, a pretty cool thing to do and something I can scratch off of my, off of my bucket list. So. At around 3.35 a.m., Brad made the decision to retire to the family cabin for the remainder of the evening, and Amy would do so five minutes later, according to the ship's uh, electric door lock system. Amy uh, remained awake for a little longer until falling asleep shortly after, according to Brad, who claimed that he and his sister um, talked while sitting on the balcony of their suite before he went to sleep. And that would be the last time that Brad would ever see his sister. On March the 24th, 1998, between the hours of 5.15 and 5.30 a.m., Amy's father, Ron, awoke and came out of bed to see how his kids were doing. He discovered Amy still dozing off on the lounge chair on their cabin's balcony. However, she would be gone, along with her cigarettes and lighter, when he woke up at 6 a.m. He would later say, uh, quote, I left to try and go up and find her. When I couldn't find her, I didn't really know what to think because it was very much unlike Amy to leave 
and not tell us where she was going. Uh, Ron woke up the rest of the family and informed them that Amy was missing after searching the ship's public areas. Amy's family informed the aboard staff of her disappearance as soon as possible, and they continued to beg the crew to prevent the ship's 2,000 passengers from disembarking and to make an announcement to help find Amy. However, the team at the purser's office um, informed them that it was too early to make a ship-wide announcement. The crew agreed to issue an announcement at 7.50am after a majority of the passengers had left the ship, um, announcing, quote, will Amy Bradley please come to the purser's desk? The ship staff would search through the ship between 12.15 and 1pm, but Amy was nowhere to be found. The crew's decision to ignore the Bradley family's advice and permit the passengers to exit is thought to have decreased the likelihood that Amy would have been found. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, I don't know why they waited until 12.15 to search the ship. I, I, I'm not like, what, what were they doing in the five-hour gap between when they issued an announcement after most of the passengers had already got off the ship and actually searching through the ship. That seems very suspicious. Yeah, that's not sitting well with me, to be perfectly honest. You know, that's, that's just a big window of time. You know, from 7.50 to 12.50 a.m. to 12.15 p.m. That's a lot of time to, to, to lose when someone is missing off a ship or missing from a ship you know, or, or whatever. That's a bit of a head scratcher. If Amy Lynn um, Brady left of her own violation, um, this gave her an opportunity to sneak off, but her family refused to believe that she would have run away. Back in Virginia, Amy Lynn Bradley had a new job, a new apartment, and Daisy, her cherished pet bulldog. After a four-day search by the Dutch Caribbean Coast Guard came to an end on March the 27th, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines rented a boat uh, to look for her. Three helicopters and a radar plane were utilized by the Coast Guard to aid in the search. But unfortunately, those efforts would be uh, fruitless. And over the years, there have been a plethora of possible sightings of one Amy Lynn Bradley. And before we get to those, I think now is a good time to play some ads and let you guys listen to some other people say some stuff about their wonderful, wonderful shows. So I shall see you back here in just a few moments. Dark Adaptation Podcast is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Brianna. And our producer Dyson joins me while working the knobs. Our show explores all things macabre and mysterious. We're talking dark history, true crime, haunted places, you name it. While we typically dive into lesser known stories, we do cover well-known ones too. And for those more, let's say popular cases, we deliver so much information you're guaranteed to learn something new. And Sometimes, we're even joined by our guest host, Steph, who brings a cosmic twist to the show. Our other guest host, Paige, joins us every other month to bring us into the world of cryptids and folklore. Tune in every Monday for a new episode full of intrigue and entertainment. Dark Adaptation Podcast is available wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And next Monday, 
We'll catch you on the dark side. Do you find crime podcasts to be a little too murdery? Then take a break from all things heavy and get petty. Join us, Amanda and Trevin, as we share killer facts, dreadful dilemmas, and tell real-life petty crime stories in the style of an audio drama. There, sprayed all over the aisle floor and eight display wigs, was a fresh pile of poo. Listen to Live Laugh Larceny on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, uh, everybody, to the second part of today's episode um, about the disappearance of uh, Amy Lynn Bradley. So let's get into some theories, shall we? Because whatever happened to Amy Lynn? Amy Lynn Bradley may have fallen overboard, but that seemed doubtful. She had lifeguard training and was a proficient swimmer. Nobody could discover any proof as uh, either that she had fallen or had been pushed. Furthermore, there didn't appear to be any evidence of a body in the water. Uh, two guests reported to Ron that they observed the woman who matched Amy's description bringing cigarettes and a lighter up an elevator to the ship's deck the morning of her disappearance. Uh, this did not, however, result in any discoveries. Uh, a cab driver also testified that a woman who matched Amy's description approached him and asked for a phone urgently. Uh, authorities never provided uh, confirmation of this sighting. Uh, five months after she vanished in August 1998, a Canadian vacationer saw a woman on a beach who resembled Amy. Um, her tattoos would match the ones that Amy had, uh, which was a Tasmanian devil holding a basketball on one shoulder, a sun on the lower back, a Chinese symbol on the right ankle, and a lizard on the navel. The woman kept attempting to catch uh, his attention, the witness would remark, until he lost sight of her at a neighbouring cafe. A member of the Navy encountered a woman at a brothel in Karuko in 1999 who identified herself as Amy Lynn Bradley and begged him for help, explaining that she was held against her will and not allowed to leave. Uh, in order to protect his Navy career from being threatened by being in a brothel, the officer would withhold the information until she, he saw Amy Lynn Bradley's face in People magazine. Only then did he inform the family, and there wasn't any evidence to support the witness claim, um, however. Dude, yes, there wasn't any evidence to support the claim, yes. But if someone is begging for help and saying she's held against her will, Amy Lynn Bradley or not Amy Lynn Bradley, don't just sit on that shit. What the fuck? Like, a woman is begging for help, saying that she's being held and she needs to leave, and you're just like, oh, but my reputation and my job and whatever. Like, no, just help her. Maybe that's just me. Maybe if I was the guy, I'd be like, you know what? Yes, I, I may lose my job for being in a brothel, but, like, the life of another human being, potentially, is is probably a bit more important than that. Um, but that's just me. Uh, Amy's parents received an email from Frank Jones, a self-described Navy SEAL soldier in the fall of 1999. Frank claimed to be a former U.S. Army Special Forces officer with a group of skilled warriors who might be able to save Amy, and he informed the family of this. Sounds a bit action movie-esque, right? Yeah, it does. 
In a housing complex, encircled by barbed wire, Jones claimed that his crew had witnessed Amy being held by heavily armed Colombian security guards. The group also sung the lullaby that Amy's mother used to sing to her as a child and accurately described Amy's tattoos. Uh, Frank would send updates to the family and supplied reports on sightings of their daughter over the course of the following months. Uh, Jones stated, however, that more money was required when he informed them that they would try to perform a rescue operation. Uh, Jones received a total of $210,000 from the Bradley family to set up, help set up um, Amy's search. And if you're screaming, that's a load of fucking bullshit right now, well, Jones and his team were supposed to call Amy's family with the outcome of the rescue effort, but this would never happen. And that was because there was no rescue effort. And there was no uh, US Army Special Forces skilled warriors, blah, blah, blah. And that's because Jones had invented the entire narrative in an effort to defraud the Bradleys of their money. Oh. Uh, federal prosecutors in Richmond accused him of stealing 24,000, uh, and $24,444 from the Bradleys and 186416 from the National Missing Children's Organization in February 2002. The National Missing Children's Organization, he stole money from the National Missing Children's Organization. Like, as if stealing money from a bereaved family wasn't enough, he stole money from a missing children's organization? Are you fucking serious? Oh my god. Jones would admit to mail fraud and would be given a five-year prison sentence. Uh, Ron Bradley would say afterwards, quote, if there's a chance, uh, I mean, what else do you do? If it was your child, what would you do? So I guess we took a chance, and I guess we lost. And, and can you blame him, really? Can you blame him? They'd lost their daughter, and they were desperate. Yes, if something sounds too good to be true, it generally is. Um, and maybe there was a bit of naivety. But at the same time, I don't, wanna, I don't want to, and, I'm, and I don't blame the Bradleys for believing the narrative. They want to find their daughter. You know, it, it, I can see why they would... I can see why they would have believed it. It's just a shitty thing to do if you're this Jones dude. It's just a shitty thing to do. He knew the family would be desperate. He knew that they would be grieving because of a lost daughter, which they're desperate to find and don't want to believe that she's, you know, potentially dead. So just a shitty thing to do. Uh, another possible sighting occurred in March 2005 when a witness by the name of Jody Mora reported seeing Bradley in a department uh, store bathroom in Barbados. She asserted that a woman and three males entered the restroom together and that they then threatened her if she did not carry out an agreement. She claims that as soon as the guys left, uh, she approached the upset woman who introduced herself as Amy and informed her that she was from Virginia before they returned and dragged her away. In response to uh, Mora's call to the police, they produced composite sketches of the woman and three men. On Dr. Phil, on November the 17th, 2005, uh, Bradley's mother and father made an appearance. An image of a young woman resembling Bradley was then emailed to her parents. Uh, that was emailed to her parents, sorry, was shown on the program, and it suggests that she might have been sold into sexual slavery. 
Um, two images of a woman who looks very much like Amy were included in an email sent to the Bradley family website. An individual from a group that looks for victims on websites featuring sex workers noticed the images. According to reports, the woman in the picture, who has been um, identified only as Jazz, appeared, quote, distraught and dejected. And the woman in the photo is pretty spot on with the likeness. It's pretty uncanny. You know, if you Google Amelyn Bradley, you'll find it. And I'm pretty sure there are um, comparison photos that show a photo of Amy on the cruise ship and then a photo, uh, the photo that was emailed. It's pretty, pretty uncanny. You know, is that her? Maybe. Is there someone who looks very much like her? Also possible, you know, but it's it's very similar. I, I encourage you to, to Google it and, and have a look. Another incident involved the finding of a jawbone that washed ashore in Aruba in 2010. Initially, it was believed to be Natalie Holloway's jawbone from a different missing persons case. But after Holloway's jawbone was ruled out, officials would stop testing just altogether, even though nine other Caribbean tourists were reportedly missing. Uh, The material was not subject to any DNA testing. They do claim that the bone is human and was probably of a Caucasian origin okay 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 what the actual fuck how do you not follow that up how do you not test that shit nine nine other tourists are missing nine and you find a jawbone rule one person out and then you're like well we've done all we can do here let's move on from this what the fuck is that that was a horrendous voice break and my voice went so high Oh my god. Amy, co-host Amy, Detective McClue is at the case again. Oh my god. If if there's bad police work, as me and Amy have stated, if there's bad police work, it's Detective McClue. His, his fingerprints are all over this. My god, how? Like, just how? How do you not follow that up? W- was DNA testing not very good back in two, 2010? It's 2010. DNA testing would surely was probably very, very good and very advanced in 2010. But I'm not a forensic scientist, so I don't know. But that reeks of sus. That reeks, that reeks of cover-up. <laughs> in relation to Amelyn Bradley's disappearance, uh, numerous hypotheses have been making the rounds online. Uh, one of those uh, was that she may have been abducted and sold into the Caribbean's criminal human trafficking trade. A number of pieces of evidence, including the 2005 photograph that was emailed to Amy's family, support this notion. In People magazine, Amy's mother stated, quote, I remember watching people watch her admiringly. This scenario raises questions about the employees and band members that were on board the ship the night of the disappearance. One of these suspicions relates to the discrepancy between the account given to the police by band member Yellow and the footage obtained on CCTV. I told you, I told you Yellow was going to pop up again, being all suspicious and shit. Shifty Yellow and his his shiftiness. Uh, Many individuals believe that the disappearance also implicated a waiter. Uh, The same waiter um, that repeatedly approached Amy's family throughout the evening um, requesting that they give Amy a note that included an invitation to join him for drinks once they arrived at land. Uh, when Ron asked his daughter about it, 
Uh, Amy responded, quote, I wouldn't go and do anything with any of those crew members. They give me the creeps. Um, authorities also explored the possibility that Amy was killed on the ship and then thrown overboard. Uh, the finding of a jawbone that washed up on an Aruba beach, however, is the only evidence that could support this. Emphasis on could, because they did fuck all with it. That's just made me so mad. The final hypothesis proposes Amy drowning or killing herself. Whatever the case, 12 years after her disappearance, uh, with no body found and no witnesses, Amy Lynn Bradley would be ruled legally dead. And that is the case of the disappearance of Amy Lynn Bradley. It's a head-scratcher. There has, there's the photo which... The, I mean, the photo is, is so... The likeness is so similar. So similar. You know, so there is a strong chance that she was, you know, she was taken off the ship when, you know, the majority of people uh, disembarked and she was then um, human trafficked and sold into sexual slavery. You know, there's the jawbone that was found. You know, maybe she could have been killed on the ship and then thrown overboard or maybe, you know, threw herself overboard. There's so many unanswered questions but it's a it's a fascinating case, um, and it you know it does make you think you know do do I should I do a cruise because you know there have been a lot of documented unsolved cases of people going missing on on cruise ships. It's quite a fascinating subject. What do I think? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I had to make a a, a decision. If I had to say hand on heart what do i think happened the the being sold into sexual slavery thing i think that's a high probability do i think that's what happens or that's what happened i don't know but i think that is a very very high probability unfortunately the the photo just it looked so similar and i can't it it would not surprise me if that is amy lynn bradley in that photo and and you know if that's the case unfortunately she's she's probably long dead because when you're in when you're and i'm only assuming when you're you're sold into sexual slavery once you become past the point of quote usefulness they they uh perform waste management for lack of a better term so yeah sexual slavery that's probably what i'm leaning towards but what do you guys think you know do you think that she jumped overboard do you think she was killed and thrown overboard do you think that she fled the ship and decided to you know just live a, a new life um you know somewhere else do you think she she was you know trafficked and then sold into you know sexual slavery um i'd be very interested to know what you guys think but if you do enjoy what me and amy do for this podcast Please don't forget to leave us a review. Um, you can give us a rating on Spotify. Obviously, there is the Q&A section at the bottom of the show notes on Spotify now where you can pop a little comment. So, you know, pop your theories about what happened to Amy Lynn Bradley um, or any feedback on, on the episode. And you can also review and rate, um, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and on the website, which was down for a little while. It is back up and you can leave reviews on there if you don't if you don't have Apple Podcasts. Also, give us a follow on your podcast app 
of choice and also on instagram at horrorhouse underscore pod if you want to support us financially there is the buy me a coffee option uh if you want to donate to the show using buy me a coffee please do uh it would be greatly appreciated and there's also the merch store which i know hasn't had a refresh in a while um and i am looking to add more things and change it up a bit so look out for that but if you want to cop some merch and represent us please do but as always uh until next time my friends stay spooky <laughs>